What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Blue, the self-proclaimed chillest podcast you've never heard of. I'm Taylor. And I'm Christian. And today's topic is called, Is Gabriel Medina a Dickhead? (laughs) Straight to the point. (laughs) Um, But before we get into this episode, if you want access to live broadcasts with us, discounts on upcoming gear launches, and just other exclusive content, join our Patreon family. We're calling ourselves, I don't know, the Blue Family, the Blue Club. And you can find us at patreon.com forward slash the Blue Podcast. So... We appreciate everyone that's been supporting us thus far. Um, And yeah, another new thing that we just started last week, which was, uh, you can attest, I I don't know, is it interesting? We are now doing live streams every Friday. Um, We started on you now, and I'm sure we'll move (laughs) it on to our Patreon. Um, But yeah, did you have fun? doing our live stream yeah it was it's definitely uh different i'm so used to interacting with just you and not like random people who are tuning in um but it's fun people respond and when they get in the chat they do ask questions and it's it's cool to interact with them but it's still new for me um but i feel like you know i feel like it's gonna get even more fun Mm. Yeah, just, that, that was our first one, too. So, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be st- and we're still learning, too. Totally. Yeah. It's probably going to be easier when more of our actual listeners tune in. And uh, right. yeah, because we just had a lot of um, overflow of whoever was watching other people's live streams and they just tuned into us and then tuned out real fast. But <laughs> we're glad they <laughs> stopped <know>. in. <laughs> We hey, we got some people's attention. Yeah. Even for like one second, you know, we still got their attention. I know. I think so we we stream um typically around six PM um on Fridays and I think we were ranked number two um trending for like a little in, bit. Like, yeah, top trending or something. Yeah, yeah. I we don't know what we're doing, but it was fun and <laughs> apparently people started sharing it and then we started getting really intimidated and <laughs> And then they're like inviting fans to come watch us, and yeah, it, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, it was definitely surprising when we saw like how, like we were in the top whatever of the trending. Yeah. Oh my new god. Streams at that time, but yeah, yeah, it's such a trip. It's a different world <sighs> yeah. over there. It is a different world on you now and all the those lives, broadcasts. Yeah, it's weird. And then we we were looking at some other videos that people were tuning into, and some of them were going on for like like days at a time or like hours at a time and yeah it's, i don't know that's just yeah totally different this to one guy was on for like nine hours yeah and we tuned into so his weird. yeah it was it was a trip but yeah. um yeah so we'll be Where? going live every friday same time typically but we just figured it'd be a fun way for all of us to hang out after and talk about the episode that we released and you know all that for sure yeah and uh, one more thing before we get into this episode. Um, it has been a week since you started your mud water journey. Oh, yeah. Can you please give us the update? How did, how did you remember this? How could okay. I forget? Okay. So to review, mud water is a coffee alternative made with cacao, cinnamon, chai. Um, and then there are, I think, three or four different kinds of mushrooms that give you the positive effects of coffee like focus and energy and 
immune support, but with one seventh the amount of caffeine that you would get in a regular cup of coffee. Um, and I guess you're supposed to like some people don't feel the effects right away. They would need uh, like seven days to feel it. I, honestly, I felt it after day like three or four. I felt I felt I don't know if it was like energy, but I was just able to like, like keep going and going like even after lunch too. It's crazy. Wow. Usually when I'd have just like coffee, I'd be good for the morning. I'd eat lunch and then I just get super tired because I just had like a meal, you know, mm -hmm. and in my head I'd be thinking like, oh man, I'm not ready for the second half of the day. Like I'm tired. I'm burnt out. But with mud water, I am just ready. I don't know what it is. The mushrooms are just feeding me this this energy that I can't stop, you know? <laughs> it's coursing through my veins. <laughs> it's coursing through my whole body. <laughs> but honestly, I, I think it's, I honestly think it's working. It's pretty cool. Wow. So I, I recommend you to try it. I challenge you. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> calling you me tell out. Me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I accept that challenge. I, I honestly think it works. And then you could put it in like, if you don't want it like just straight, you could put it in smoothies or bowls or whatever. Literally anything. Cookies. They make it in cookies too. There's so many different recipes that you could find. It's cool. Well, I love that. Everyone loves a good positive story. A good... Something, something different, you know. <laughs> Another positive story. Mm -hmm. You know this, but our listeners don't know. I bought a new surfboard recently. <laughs> Another positive story. Yeah. This is like probably one of the most impulsive buys, but I don't look at it that way. I look at it as a great investment. Mm. Um, so I bought an, the new Rob Machado Glazer Firewire surfboard. So what happened was my brother got it. He picked it up on like, I don't know, like four days ago or whatever. Brings it home on, or I don't know. He brings it home one like during the middle of the week and I feel the board and it feels so sick. Like the volume, the shape, the outline, the girth and the rails. <laughs> And it's like the technology, it's like it's an epoxy, but it, like they did something different with it. And I feel it and I'm like, holy crap, I need this. And like for like a day and a half, I was just like battling within myself, like deciding if I should buy this board or not. And I just went on a whim, called a, like a couple of shops and asked that they had my size in stock. And one of them did. And I went over and bought it and I wrote it that same day, twice. <laughs> well congratulations and i do not i do not regret it yeah i i felt that new board and the thickness was very nice it's crazy yeah. it's weird too because i got so used to it after riding it like all weekend mm -hmm. like literally all weekend and then today i surfed in the morning like early morning and it was supposed to be big so i didn't take it out i took like a regular like standard like shortboard and it's crazy how, like, like quickly I got used to the Firewire. And now I had to, like, adapt on the spot to the shortboard. It was weird, but yeah, it's different. It's cool. You know what I heard? A lot of pros nowadays, they're, you know how they started adding more foam to their boards? They're adding even mm -hmm. more foam. 
Yeah. So I I don't know. Maybe maybe that has something to do with it that like you have already mastered kind of that size and now adding a little bit more volume to your board has helped you know traject your surfing a little bit it's definitely um helped me with a new approach to surfing honestly because all the boards that i've had like i like within the past couple years have been pretty similar to each other Mm -hmm. as far as like shape and like what they do yeah and this board is completely different and uh, yeah, it just it gives me a different mindset of how to surf. It's it's weird. That's cool. cool. I like that. I enjoy it. I have yeah. yet to surf that board because I know as soon as I ride it, I'm going to want one. You're going to want one. I know. That's so I, bad. I wanted one before I even wrote it. So. <laughs> but I, I know 100% that you are going to like the board. If I like it, you are definitely going to like it. Yeah. I promise you. <laughs> Uh-oh, I challenge you to drink mud water and surf the new Firewire Glazer. Oh my god, time. you're the absolute worst co-host. <laughs> but I'm a great inspiration. Do I not Thank have you. enough on my plate already? <laughs> um, no, that that's awesome. Congratulations on your new your new shred sled. Um, yeah. I guess another new thing. We just have so many new things. We're a new podcast, guys. We only keep it, keep it coming. Yeah, we're only like what twenty, twenty-one episodes in. Like we're changing things up constantly, but um, we're doing this new thing where we're asking our listeners because now we're getting to the point where we have you know a few regular listeners and a lot of newbies that you know hop in, pop out, that kind of stuff. But to a lot of our regulars, um, we are asking you guys for topics. So, you know, we're mm-hmm. giving you guys the chance to let us know what you guys think and um, we'll cover an entire topic dedicated to you. So we have a couple coming up. Today is not one, um, but the next couple will be. So stay tuned if you guys have given us um, topic ideas because we are most likely going to cover your topic. Sick. <laughs> did, you, did you say something? I said sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. All right, well, let's um, let's dive into this because this episode is your your pick. So tell us, is Gabriel Medina really a dickhead? Like, what's, what's the, scoop? the scoop? Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Gabriel Medina is a Brazilian professional surfer who has won uh, two world titles. I think they're both back to back, or maybe there's like a year in between. I don't know, but he's only like 25 or 26 or something. Um, and he's known today as probably the the most competitive surfer on tour right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that rivals with competitive surfers like like the mindset of like Kelly Slater, you know? You know how he was so like tactical and and he did literally yeah. anything to to win a a heat or something. Same thing with like Andy Irons, how he was just like cutthroat and he didn't care about anyone mm-hmm. in the heat, even if it was like his best friend that he was surfing against. This is right. Gabriel Medina right now in today's in today's tour. Yeah. Um and so people look at that and they only see the competitive side of Gabriel Medina. And when they see him just being like an asshole to the other surfers that he's surfing against, they see him as just like a like a dick. Like both in the water and out right. of the water. And for yeah. him, he says it's 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 not easy for him for 
people to see him that way because he's just all he's trying to do is just win and get a world championship but all these people are bagging on him yeah. like oh like i would never hang out with gabe because he's he's an asshole and i don't want to be friends with him yeah you know it's interesting because i watched um the you got this topic from a stab um interview with Mick yeah. Fanning. So Mick Fanning uh, is also a professional surfer. He's now retired. He retired the year after he got attacked by a great mm-hmm. white shark, right? Um, and he does these segments where he interviews surfers and he was interviewing Gabriel Medina. And it was really awesome to hear him kind of go into Gabriel's, uh, his past, you know, his history of how he started surfing and kind of his roots yeah. and how he came to be. And Honestly, like he's just trying to win. He's a good yeah. kid, you know. He um, he didn't really come from a lot of money. It it wasn't really like a, a rags to riches type story, but it was like humble beginnings. And um, he just really mm-hmm. wanted it. He just really wanted to win, and um, that's what's really cool is he's not breaking any rules. Like what you were saying where everybody sees him just dominating in the water. They're seeing, you know, him surfing very tactically. And at the end of the day, he's not breaking any rules. Like interference is put there for a reason. Wave selection is put there for a reason. Uh, Different things like that. And he's just playing the game, you know? Yeah. And the best part is, is I, so to me, I think that people that are, dicks for lack of better words Mm -hmm. this is (laughs) and by the way that that soundbite was from mick fanning that wasn't us um which he loves gabriel so that was all in good fun but anyways i find people that are dicks people that are poor sports you know and i've never seen gabriel medina lose his composure in a heat if he's not winning or if things aren't going his way he is respectful you know He's just out there trying to win and people interpret that as a little bit icy, but yeah, definitely. Even, even the surfers who like draw him as an opponent in their heat, they, they like, Mm -hmm. they don't want to surf against them because he can be so like frustrating and like to surf against. Cause I don't know if you know this, but in almost every heat that he surfs, it's like his, like ritual or he ha- like something but he has to get the first wave of the heat in order for him to like gain his confidence or whatever so he's always trying to get inside positioning no matter like where he is in the water and he's always trying to do that like and they say like is it a mental game for gabriel because he like wants to build his confidence or is it a mental game that he's playing against the server he's surfing against so there's that Ooh, interesting. It's, it's, it's pretty cool, like how... Interesting. It's so... I think it's pretty cool to see, like, that competitive nature in someone in a sport that they love, that they're just willing to go all out. And I mean, yeah. I don't know if you've seen videos of him, like, bumping elbows with somebody when they're paddling for, the, like, just yeah. for, like, one wave in the water, the first wave of the heat. And it's not even, like, a good wave, but he just has to get the first wave in order for him to, like, do well, like, mentally, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. I think it, you know, it could be like a posturing thing too, you know? Yeah. It's almost like he's 
he's not gonna submit to somebody oh so if there is a paddle battle and they're bumping elbows it's like he's showing that he's alpha by doing that for sure yeah for sure it's got to be tactical that's like the silent trash talk of sports like totally yeah where it's like this this is my wave i don't even know why you're paddling for it and then like as far as the tactical side like I don't know if you have you do you know about the Gabriel and the Kyle Abelli like whole interference thing? Why don't you uh, tell the listeners about it? Okay, so Gabe was it was him and Kyle Abelli, both like Brazilian surfing buddies. Like they're both from Brazil and they've known each other for a long time. Um, and so I think Gabe was leading the heat and Kion needed a score. I don't know what the score he needed, but he just needed like one solid wave. And Kyle had, um, he had priority. So it was his right away to surf whatever wave he wanted. Wave comes through. Kyle's, Kyle is getting ready to get, I don't know, paddle for the wave. And then Gabe intentionally drops down on him, gets the interference because he knows that even if he gets the interference, his score is high enough that when he gets the, points deducted from him he's still going to win the heat and he mm-hmm. like he like already calculated that as the wave was coming and he just knew like if he wants yeah. to win this heat and to make sure that kyle doesn't get the score that he needs he's gonna have to get the interference call and he just he just yeah. knew what to do at that moment to win that heat so tactical yeah. it's interesting it's interesting though because like now he's battling with the way that his fans perceive him or the way the industry yeah. perceives him because he made that move. Although it was a very mm-hmm. tactical move and he was able to win because of that move. I mean, you're, you're looking at the way the media perceives him now and the way that, you know, people perceive yeah. him because of him intentionally yeah, doing that. Definitely. And then he was saying like, after all that, uh, during the interview with Mick, Mick was like, well, do you regret doing that? And Gabriel says, yeah, I do regret it. I wish I could take it back, but um, like not everyone's perfect. And you, you know, you learn from your mistakes and you can definitely tell. But yeah. let me ask you this. Was it really like, was it a bad thing? Do you think in your opinion that what he did was wrong if he won? If he won? No, I oh, shoot. Because do you think he's only apologizing because it was his friend and because, you know, everyone perceives him this cold, icy yeah. competitor? Because he was just playing the he game, was, wasn't it? Isn't it technically like... I know. It's like, it, that's... I don't know. Um, do I think it's... No, I don't think it's wrong. I think it's very smart. <clears throat> I can see how some people see it as like, I don't know, unsportsmanlike but he knew exactly Mm -hmm. what he was doing he is just trying to win a world championship right yeah yeah you know not that this is kind of unrelated but do you remember the rob machado kelly slater discrepancy that's another i don't remember what yeah yeah i don't i don't remember exactly what competition it was but kelly didn't kelly like high five him or something and it was and Rob Machado just surfed a great wave and Kelly leaned in for the high five and Rob bent over and high fived him while on his wave instead of doing a finishing maneuver and that deducted out of his score and he didn't win the heat right isn't kind that how of. it went it was the pipe masters and whoever whoever won this heat would win the world title this is a world 
title final championship heat, right? The most important heat of the year. Yeah. Um, so the score was close. Um, I think Rob was in the lead at the time. Rob takes a great wave, gets barreled, classic pipeline. Um, and Kelly was paddling back out into the lineup. And I think, yeah, so Kelly was watching Rob catch this wave. And I guess Kelly said that he was like super stoked that Rob got this sick ride. So after he got spit out mm-hmm. of the barrel, as Kelly was paddling back out, he leans in for a high five for Rob to high five him. And instead of Rob kicking out sooner to get priority for the next wave, he decides to high five Kelly. So because of that, Kelly gets priority because he made it out of the lineup because Rob high fived him and he had to like paddle around Kelly to make sure he doesn't hit him. Right. So then, and then they get back into the lineup. Kelly gets a sick wave. He wins the heat. And right. Yeah. It's crazy. So that was also a, a huge like discrepancy of is Kelly Slater a cutthroat competitor because of this? Was it intentional? And I don't know. I think that's still up up for grabs. I don't think it was ever confirmed nor denied. Yeah, they were saying like, did Kelly mean to like? Did he actually calculate that whole situation? to bait him into high-fiving so that he gets priority or was Kelly just super stoked out of his mind that his friend got barreled? Right. Um, yeah. And then Rob was saying, cause he was asked that question too. Like, why'd you high-five him? Why didn't you just like kick out? And Rob was like, I'm not, I don't have that same cutthroat DNA like Kelly where I would, I'm not going to risk his life and like almost hit him in order to get priority. I'd rather go around and just, share the stoke and right surf that's that's one of the main reasons why rob machado actually stopped competing yeah. on the world tour because he realized his mentality and the way he is he's just more of yeah. a free surfer he's all about the lifestyle and the vibes and so not everybody has that competitive instinct and that's something that i've definitely learned like as mm-hmm. i grow up what what i have yeah. or what i am yeah, you know yeah that's crazy yeah, for a, for a while I thought that everybody was the same. If you were in a sport, everyone had the same intentions, but that's totally not the case. Yeah, like some people, it's some interesting. people play a sport to like be the best, right? And then some others just <clears throat> they just play to have fun. Yeah, and some people play for a yeah. career, just to have a career, and because they love it. Yeah. There, are, yeah, there are so many alterations. Yeah. And full circle, you got Rob Machado's new board model. <laughs> yes, that is the whole point of the story. It's because I got his surfboard. Exactly. Okay, so um, back to Gabe. back to Gabriel yeah. Medina. So I thought it was really cool that Mick kind of ran this interview with him because you got to see the personal side to yeah. Gabe. And you... It's just kind of like behind the competition, behind what the surf industry, you know, mm-hmm. projects. And it was really cool to see. I mean, yeah, he even said, I'm just a 26-year-old kid. Like, I love hanging out with my friends and I love to party and, you know, do these things. But surfing was his career. Yeah. Surfing was how he made money to help yeah. his family because he didn't have what everybody else had. Yeah, for like a lot of the high profile surfers, or not even surfers, honestly, like high profile like athletes, they're the spotlight is always on them. 
when like while they're performing right like it's right the spotlight isn't on them often when they're like at home or with friends it's always on them when they're doing their job aka like you know surfing or playing whatever sport that they play so yeah i thought it was cool how mcfanning was like um like back i don't know like a, a couple years ago um gabriel asked mick if he could stay with him with him and his roommate and then mick's roommate was like no i don't want to i don't want gabe to come here he's like an asshole like and mick was like you haven't even met the guy trust me trust me by the end of his trip you're gonna love him and then mm-hmm. before you know it like after like one night or two nights of gabe staying at mick's and mick's roommate's house is like wow gabe is the coolest person ever i love him he's my favorite i know it's so interesting like that's what media like social media does for you too like if you think about it um because gabriel medina his kind of you know tactic for competing is all he does is eat sleep breathe surfing he's always in it for the competition and he never released any surf edits he never really had that personalization online which is huge in showing the public yeah. what you're all about you know it shows your character it show it makes people relate to you and gabe was so focused on winning which is yeah. a winner's yeah. mindset right but i mean that's that's kind of the power of social media and having an online kind of having your life online which is a little cringy to say but yeah i don't know that's crazy um and that happened too with with kelly and andy back in the day when they were both like butting heads with each other with each other and it was weird because like some sides Mm -hmm. of the surfing world would be like oh yeah like at home kelly's an asshole and then other sides like no at home andy's an asshole but they they never really know until they actually like meet them or if they like talk to people who actually know them they always focus on like oh if he surfs that competitive he's not a nice guy right right and this was so the whole andy irons uh kelly slater rivalry to our listeners that don't know those two were like head to head the best surfers against each other in the early 2000s and was it even into the 90s at all or just the early 2000s to the yeah okay so as everybody knows kelly slater is and has been the world's greatest surfer and few people have tried to rival him kind of like take Yeah. yeah like take down the king and one of those happened to be andy irons um and Andy Irons was always kind of this wild child, um, high energy, crazy jumping out of helicopters surfer that nobody nobody had ever seen this in the industry. Everybody was so used to a specific look, a specific, just like, I don't know, just something very straight and narrow. And Andy was just, yeah. he was a, yeah, he, he really was. Um, so yeah this whole rivalry between them was also at a time where social media wasn't really a thing so everybody would just learn about them through surf edits that were released and then just what happened in competitions and Mm -hmm. in the water or you know 
out of the water at, at bars near surf comps or things like that. It was, I don't know, it, it was a, a different time. Yeah, for sure. But they were both very competitive with each other. And those two, it was like you were either Team yeah. Andy or Team Kelly. That was kind of the, yeah. the thing even back like, then. They called Kelly like the white knight, right? And he always had like a white wetsuit or something. <clears throat> and Andy, there's a story about how Andy always wanted to wear black suits because he was like like Kelly's kryptonite. Like he's like the, like he put, like he had a black wetsuit on and he'd be called like his Kelly killer because it's like, it's the opposite of Kelly, right? Oh, that's so yeah. cool. I didn't even that's know cool. that. They're like modern yeah, day superheroes. Going at it with each other. Yeah. Speaking of rivalries, so there's Kelly and Andy, right? And then they say right now, right. Gabe and John John are probably like the top two surfers right now. And then Mick was asked the question. Like, who would win more more world titles, John or Gabe? Because we both know they're both mm -hmm. unbelievably talented. <clears throat> like, I guess they can say John John is arguably, like, a better free surfer and definitely has more talent and more, mm -hmm. like, spark. But in order to win a championship, you need that along with that killer cutthroat mentality that Gabe has so yeah. he's like saying at the end of the day yeah Gabe could be the one to get more world titles because of his mindset because he's so focused and willing to do anything to win a heat one heat you know what I mean yeah you know it's interesting too because um John John yeah. grew up surfing pipe that was like his backyard so he can surf pipe yeah. with his eyes closed I'm sure and Gabriel he was surfing pipe one time and he actually oh, yeah. hit Mick Fanning up and he was like, Hey man, like pipe is looking pretty big. Like, what do I do? And he had never surfed conditions yeah. that big before. And it was a competition and he went out and he yep. dominated. So I think that says a lot about somebody's surfing or just kind of their athletic abilities to be able to put themselves in a, competitive situation in an environment they've never yeah. really been in before and kick yeah, absolute ass cool. <clears throat> so that's for sure the killer instinct world title material and don't get me wrong john is an insane surfer that kid is he's been talented since like a 12 year old kid he, he's a freaking alien with the stuff that he does yeah, he's he's insane. All of his brothers, they're just yeah. a force to be reckoned with. But yeah, I do I do see and recognize that from yeah. Gabriel Medina. But still, like his talent is still crazy because <clears throat> I think in that whole interview that Mick was doing too, he said during the 2014, was it 2014? But yeah, the the Tahiti Pro when it was at that big Code Red swell, and they they had they called the surfers to surf the heat mm -hmm. when it was like massive. This was Gabriel's first time surfing to like Chopu ever. His very, very first time. Get out. And when Mick saw him surf, he said that it looked like Gabe has been surfing there since he's like, like been a little kid. Like he grew up there because he's, and that's how good he is. He just makes it look so easy. And Chopu is probably one of the gnarliest waves to surf because it's just a shallow, huge, like wedgy reef break. That just barrels insanely. So yeah, you can't deny 
Gabe's talent as well yeah. as as well as John's, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, he's a great surfer, but to sum it up, he's just playing the game. He's just trying to rack up as many world titles as possible. Is he a dick? No. Is he a Maybe dick pro- in the water? Yeah. <laughs> Tactical. tactical he's tactical but then yeah <laughs> yeah is there anything wrong with being a dick in the water if he's punching yeah. somebody yes if he's surfing circles around people yeah debatable also you know this is kind of a interesting thing too gabe he swipes the board every single time right he's he's the brazilian surfer that always takes everything yeah. and felipe toledo yeah. right so everyone loves to hate the oh, guy sure. on top have you noticed that? Like in, in all sports, everyone always roots for the underdog. Everyone, and especially if somebody's winning year after year after year, they just yeah, love to hate on them. look at the Warriors. <laughs> no so, one likes the Warriors. Well, Tell us about that. They won how many consecutive years, and they, they've been in the finals, like multiple consecutive years, and everyone was just over the Warriors. They, like, it was fun for like the first two years that they won and then after that they were just over it because they just wanted to see someone else be on top right that's it yeah yeah exactly so i feel like that could feed into it too because if he wasn't always taking home w's would people hate on him as much with the stunts he's pulling in heats you know maybe they'd yeah that goes along with what mick said is if you're not pissed, if you're not pissing people off, you're not going to win a world title. That's very true. That, yeah. that is very true. That's why I'm not. I haven't won a world title because I'm not pissing people off. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> you're too respectful. So yeah, I think that that's really interesting that uh, they covered this, and I love that like he had. I don't know that he just like never dropped mm-hmm. a surf at it. So I'd I'd be interested to see if maybe in the future he's gonna start posting a little bit more yeah. online to show fans he more has of an one inside to his life. That was released recently and there was a lot of hype there's a lot of hype about it because it was uh-huh. his first one ever. So Yeah. Yeah. But he just said he was just too focused on like surfing and training that he didn't make time for an edit and I that I I'm all for that. That's fine. I'm not hating on him because of that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like we've all seen this topic before, like in every single high school film where there's the the kid that is always winning. Everyone, you know, loves to hate him because he's always winning. And then later on in the film, you learn that yeah. he really had a hard life and he's really a good guy, but he's just really good at this sport or whatever. I mean, haven't you when you were in high school or college with sports always been head to head with somebody or there's always been somebody in a league where you thought they were a jerk but then once you got to know them maybe like after a meet or a competition or a game or something where you're like oh they're actually awesome yeah but that's just you know yeah like just a good rivalry just competitiveness and it's it's it would be unsportsmanlike to not be competitive sometimes if that makes sense (laughs) yeah honestly good on mick for bringing this to definitely you know everyone's attention because i think i think they deserved this i think gabe deserved this for sure so we believe you mick gabe is not a dickhead yeah consensus the blue podcast not a dickhead 
Gabriel Medina is not a dick. <laughs> awesome. Well, now that we have figured that out, um, something uh, that we are doing for our listeners, we we connected with this company called Paddle Out Surf Company. They're located in Byron Bay, Australia, and they support equality out in the lineup and they have sent us some beer koozies so if uh if some of our listeners some of our lucky listeners tune in to our live broadcast um we'll be giving away some free koozies so be sure to tune in to our live broadcast this friday probably at 6 p.m we'll let you guys know on instagram so make sure to follow us on instagram at the blue podcast um and yeah follow all of our social medias be sure to oh we're still giving out free stickers we still have a couple more so if you want to leave a review for us we will send you a sticker and um we hope to see you guys out in the water and uh we'll see you guys later Later.